peering into the narrow room, expanding your spirit and mind. I'm Adele Levine, and let's step into the narrow room. generation I don't think I have much Z generations listening um, but the X generation the boomers have a harder time with this because we were so much taught that this is the roles you're supposed to be this is who you're supposed to be and it's kind of a form of controlling people you know and controlling um, obviously sexuality and things like this is always important. People are very scared of, of, of that energy. So when you are talking about, you know, when you do this thing where it's like, oh, the goddess, you know, energy, and let's worship the goddess, the female goddess, and, and, you know, the, 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 um, feminine divine and all this, you're really pretty much putting pressure, by the way, on, Maybe some women don't feel that way. Maybe they don't feel like, oh, I'm the feminine divine. And, you know, I want to stare at the moon when I'm on my cycle. Um, maybe they don't feel that. Maybe they're not in, that's not something for them. I've seen people almost kind of pressuring people to make them, I've even been an experience because I'm in the spiritual world to like pressure me. Like I should feel this way. I should want to like do a drum circle around the moon and be with my goddess female friends or whatnot. And, you know, embrace my period. And, you know, I just, I, I don't feel that. I feel that's another pressure. Of like, you know, oh, okay, in order to, for me to really be in touch with being a woman, I'm supposed to feel all those things. What about when women are giving birth? You're supposed to feel um, amazing and embrace the, the natural birth and, you know, you know, breastfeed with great, great joy because your body is made so perfectly for all of this. And that's another pressure. What if you don't feel that way? What if you feel like, no, this really is obnoxious and it hurts and it sucks. And I'm grateful that for this, but let's be real. It's a lot to put a body through. So, um, am I not being in my feminine energy because I don't want to like, you know, lay down and say, oh, great that I have hemorrhoids now that I'm pregnant. It's all just a beautiful thing. I don't think so. That's pressure. So let's take it for, and then what if you're, um, what if you're a woman and you are with another woman and, um, you, you are having a baby, but you don't really feel like these things. So you're not being goddess enough. I mean, come on, if you take it the same. And then also I want to say, I have a lot to say, as you might notice. So I hope you, you know, let's all take a sip because you're like Adela. Whoa. Yep. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked about this stuff before because I wanted to be respectful. And I, you know, it's a sensitive subject and I didn't want to offend anybody. Um, but I kind of thought about it. I've been reading this way for 18 years. I have always seen energy, even in my readings. I can read for someone who is 
non-binary. I could read for someone who um, identifies themselves um, as as um, she, her, identifies themselves as he, him. I have done readings where people date in or, or with all kinds of their people they want to date. And every time I have always looked at it like energy and people have understood it. Like, oh, are they on this side of the energy or on this side? Because I feel they kind of, even if they're a man, they may lean on the feminine side, but they sprinkle in the masculine side. And to me, that's the true sense. Not, I'm not looking at what they learned. I'm looking at what they really feel drawn to. And of course, the reading that I'm doing, I'm looking at it probably how they feel in that moment. Like I said, it changes from time to time. But usually I'm looking at their core and who they are. And people um, totally understand what I'm talking about. And um, and also it's not anyone's job to tell anybody um, anything that they may not want to um, come out about. It's not my job just because I can see things in people. It is still not my job. It's, you know, I'm, I'm very delicate about that. So I was like, okay, I've been doing this for a long time and this, I don't feel like this is um, offensive because I feel like the subject has to be talked about um, because I feel that people should just be left alone. <laughs> Honestly, like, let them do their thing. And if you're somebody, um, you know, I feel it's very unfair to treat men as they have no feelings, like in order to be on your masculine, I'm doing air quotes side, it means that you should like not really have any feelings about things and and that maybe you don't really have feelings about things. Maybe you're kind of non-caring um, about, you know, emotions and all these um, assumptions that seems to come with being on your masculine side. And I feel that is ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and I also feel that's putting men in, um, in a box. So if somebody is, you know, in a male body and they're going, Hey, I don't feel these things that people are supposed to feel. I'm supposed to be as a quote man, or I'm not being enough of my masculine energy. Um, then, you know, I'm doing something wrong or I'm not fitting the bill and I feel like we've progressed a long way from when I was young and boys were supposed to play football and basketball and, um, you know, fix cars and let the girls cook. I feel like we're coming a long way from that. But I also feel that the pressure of being told that you have to know these things, like you have to identify that you are a man and you have to act this way and you're a woman and you have to act this way. I don't think that's totally gone. I just don't. I feel like we're progressed quite a bit. I mean, a whole hell lot quite a bit, actually, to be fair, but it's not completely gone. And I feel that my generation tends to have a hard time with allowing themselves to just be in whatever they want to be. 
And um, obviously each generation is going to progress and that's awesome. The millennials have progressed. The Z generation is progressing and moving more into like, who just goddamn cares basically <laughs> like just um, tell me your name and what do you, you know, what do you want to talk about today? You know, I just feel that these energies when it comes to the spiritual. So I want to circle back to the spiritual. So in the spiritual community, there's a lot of this talk. And I've even seen some things happen in the spiritual community where, you know, women are focused on as being like, they're the, they're the, they're the more, um, was it holy sex and blah, 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 and holy gender and like, oh, the goddess woman and blah, blah, blah. And then just kind of, what is, I don't get that. Like, what are we doing here? We're basically leaving out groups, (laughs) like a whole gender. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. It's just not my style. I don't feel that we have to decide who's the better, um, who's more. Why? Because we carry both energy. So don't worry about what avatar someone is choosing. Because if someone is changing their avatar, to me, that's just, unfortunately, it's a much harder way. They're the pioneers of doing something I feel we're involving to, or one day it just will not be a thing. We're just not quite there yet. And I get it. We have a long ways to go. But I'm saying what I mean by that is that we'll identify each other on energy and who that person is projecting not so much on the box they're in. So until then, we do have to shake things up and we have to make it be a thing where people are, um, you know, making these changes and making clear statements. There's a reason for that because we're not quite there yet. So people who want to hold their identities and things like this and, and make it clear this is the beginning of pioneering and shifting into a more evolved state of mind. So the evolvement that we're moving towards is just being in our own skin. What I mean by that is us being true to who we are and not really worrying about what box we're checking so people can feel comfortable. Now, back to my you know, at the beginning of this, when I was talking about this, this, this young man on TikTok, the reason why it struck me as important is because to see a group of women that had to justify and even shrink themselves when the men are like, what about us? What about us Gen Xers? What about, and to see women to go, oh, we know we'll come back to you. We're just having fun. And to feel like they had to appease this ego Mm, to me was a very clear like, oh, the feminine energy has to appeal the masculine energy. When really these women are just trying to be on their masculine energy and say, we just like what we like and we don't want to apologize for it. Like kind of like you've been doing for a million damn years. Can I get a yes to that? So that's why it struck me because I was like, oh, Women are really just being who women are. To be honest, everyone, these women, and I'm speaking kind of really particularly about my generation of women, 
um, the Gen Xers, because I've noticed a vast difference. You wouldn't see millennial women apologizing for looking at someone they find attractive because you, that generation was taught, you know, own who you are, own your own sexuality, you know, tell us how you want to be identified. And the Z generation is definitely being taught. And the alpha generation is just going to be like, we just shot past all of you all. And we're, we're, we, we don't even know what you guys had a problem with. So I feel that my generation has been taught to be asleep and to put themselves on snooze and to be smile and be polite for so long that they didn't even realize it. And that's my conclusion on that subject matter of this. If you want to look them up, YD18, you can check out my TikTok and you'll see. Um, It's not about just this person. It is really about what it represents that women had to feel so bad about themselves for doing something that to me was really part of their energy of them claiming their feminine and masculine side together and not really apologizing for it, but feeling like at first, and at first women did this and they're not doing it anymore. They first had to go, oh no, we'll come back. So sorry, guys, you know, don't worry. We don't need anything. Don't look at us. You know, you just let yourself go and do whatever, but don't even try for us, you know, this kind of attitude. Um, and then moving from that, once they were being criticized saying, how would you like the roles to be reversed? And the women were like, wait a minute, the roles have been reversed and all this kind of stuff. And the women realizing, why are we apologizing? We're, we're not doing anything wrong. We're just being in our energy. You know, we're just vibing. We're just vibing along. Um, this person is of age. They're 21. What's the problem? So I do feel like it has to do with, with people feeling they have to put a snooze button on who they are and a piece to what the world wants them to be. And we all need to claim both parts of who we are whenever you feel like it. So I say to you, just embrace. If you're not feeling the goddess moon thing, fine. If you are, great. If you are someone who's promoting that, please don't put down other people for not feeling it. Please don't put down other genders, other energies, <laughs> other um, 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 people who identify themselves. You know, if if you are doing that, you're really not honoring the spiritual universe to me from what I've been taught, which is a much more fluid universe, which there is no focus on who's better and who's more powerful and who's this and who's that when it really is just flowing. And that is what I have to say about it. So I know this might be like a, you know, lucky thing. Um, I don't have a huge audience on this podcast. Um, lucky thing. It might be like this. Um, but I'm just not going to stay quiet on these things. I'm sorry. I I've always talked about these things and I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk about it. So I hope this gave you a key to be free and be who you are. Just wave that flag high to being you and in your own skin. You don't owe anybody anything. Just saying. Okay. Now let's get to, um, Oh yeah. My friend, I have a friend 
friend messaging me about this. This um, we were talking about this young man on TikTok. Okay, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay, so I'm gonna go to my question. Um, I think this one is. Oh, okay, yeah. This is from Nicholas. So Nicholas says, "Hi, Adela." I am Nicholas, a huge fan of your podcast, The Witch and the Medium, which is another podcast I did with uh, Love the Dynamic Between You and Dylan and Peering into the Narrow Room and your YouTube videos. Thanks, Nicholas. Just got your book and finished it as well. Wow, Nicholas, you rock. Oh, by the way, anybody who has gotten my book, if you could please write a review or at least throw up a star or two because it helps it to be seen. You know, it's a small little book, so I'd appreciate it. Um, also love the seance you did the last few days. Oh, awesome. You came to my online seance. Thanks, Nicholas. I remember I see your face on here. Hope to join again. Anyway, my questions are these. We seem to exist, parentheses, in our spirit form well before we are born into our physical bodies. This seems to suggest that we actually have memories well before our birth. Hmm. I like where this is going. Kind of fits my podcast and I didn't even plan it, I think. These memories include the part where we choose our parents before our birth. However, it seems that we do not carry most of these memories after our birth. Okay. Our memories seem to be limited by our physical bodies. If that is the case, I think it's a dot. After Pat, number one, he wrote, it's very organized. After the, after passing through the narrow room, do we retrieve back these memories? Good question. And second question does it also mean that we can also retrieve the memories that we have lost throughout the period we live here on earth? Much appreciated. Sincerely, Nicholas. Okay, Nicholas. So I'm going to break it down. Good question. Very thorough. Very good. Um, when we come, when we are little baby spirits in the other realm, we are like these new spirits that are not here into this earthly realm. Um, it's not that we don't remember it. We don't remember it consciously. I always say that everybody has the answers inside them. Just, you know, you need a key to help unlock it. But we are born with these answers, born with this memory. So when you hear a song or you've done a meditation or you feel something rise up in you, I've, I've had this happen when I've done journeys with people and things for classes and things like this you cry and you feel like there's a longing, almost like you're sad about something. And that's because there's this memory that you don't realize you have of this other realm of home. So we do have that. And as children, we very much act it out. Children believe in flying. They believe in unicorns. They believe in all kinds of magical things. They even believe it's possible. Why do you think superheroes and things resonate with children because children believe that there's a magical way to exist. Meaning like there is, um, um, we can move things with our minds. We can fly, we can, um, make things appear. And that's all how we were in the other realm because we were just energy. So we are slowly taught much like I was talking earlier that this is the world we're in now and deal with it. And the other worlds disappeared. And this is the world we're in now. And we're in this physical bodies and this limited. And we just start to move away from that. So I would say, yes, we remember quite well as children and 
if you raise, if you're raising a child, the best thing to do is try to keep them in that magical thinking while you slowly introduce them to this world. Because if you do, you will keep that part of them intact longer. Um, also as life gets to us and we go through pain and we go through suffering and we go through life, we tend to move away, which is why people are drawn to their youth. Meaning like when they were younger, when they were children, when they were young, you know, teenagers or in our twenties, because we kind of remember what it feels like to believe in the possibilities and everything. We're not really as grounded as we are today. The second question, does it also mean that we can also retrieve that the memories that we have lost through the period, throughout the period we live here on earth? Um, does, I'm kind of trying to do, can we retrieve the memories? Can, does it mean that we can also retrieve the memories that we have lost? Mm, I think you mean what I already answered. So, um, if, can we retrieve the memories that we have lost throughout the period we live here on earth? Um, if you're saying that when you pass, do you remember the things that you've had here? Absolutely. It's not that when you're born, you're just wiped of the memories. It's just, you, we get kind of conditioned. As soon as you're born, you're slapped into this body and it's very grounding as a baby. You're like, I can pee and I'm wet and I'm tired and I'm hungry. So it makes you very much here. So you can't float in and out as easily, but it's pretty easy as a baby, right? And children kind of keep it. But when you pass, you do um, have everything come back to you. When you pass, you remember home, but now you're changed. So just let me leave you with this, and this will be a good example. If you um, went on a trip all around the world and traveled all around the world and you came back home, you would be forever changed. Yes, you would be home and you would be with your family and friends, but you never see the world the same. And you would say, I've learned so much, I experienced so much, and I'm not the same person when I left. And that's pretty much how it is in the other realm. So I hope that answers. I have a DM. I'm pretty sure this DM, I think, um, I think that this person asked this question. No, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I think they might've asked it in the pairing into the narrow room. So those of you, um, you can follow me on pairing into the narrow room. You could also follow me. If you send a question to my DMs um, in any of my um, Instagram, sorry, I'm saying, um, 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 my, cause I'm looking through my DMs. If you, it's going to be really hard to answer your question because I get a lot of DMs. So having to look through the DMs is going to take me a long time. So if you sent me a, um, a DM on Instagram, I'm probably going to lose it just like I did now. So go ahead and send your questions to peering into the narrow room. Um, I'm sorry, the narrow room at gmail.com. Uh, that's a better way. So I love that you guys are sending me questions. I hope you could send me more. I hope this was kind of fun and informative. I hope this made you think of things a little differently. Please let me know if you have any other questions on this. I'm happy. And if you have some insight, because if you feel like, well, Adela, I really feel like that that's 
not how I feel. I've gone through these things, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, discovering your identity and identifying yourself, I'm more than happy to be corrected. I'm just sharing what I've come to understand in a spiritual way. But I do feel like if you're going to tell me, I don't think it's evolved or not or at all, you know, I'm not going to agree with that. So people who have a problem with this probably aren't going to like my podcast. Matter of fact, I got a lot of followers on TikTok that I was like, I don't think they know I talk about the dead usually and not about this. And this isn't going to be my TikTok. I posted a couple of things and that is going to be it. So it'll be interesting. I'm sure I'll lose a bunch of people <laughs> um, because they don't realize what I do. They clearly didn't look through my other posts um, that I'm a psychic or I'm a, I'm a medium and intuitive. I don't call myself psychic, but I'm sure that's how they'll see it. So that could be interesting, you guys. They're going to be like, oh, what? Okay. I thought she was just going to talk about trending things on TikTok. No, I'm not. That was a rarity because it struck me for the very reasons I talked about that I don't like to see women feel so, you know, like there's something wrong with them for just being in their own skin at the moment. Um, I myself has never adhered. I grew up just, you know, I was about to leave, but I just want to explain I just wanted to say my OG props. When I was younger, I never bought into these um, gender roles. I never did. Um, it wasn't popular in my family because my I was, like I said, raised by boomers, and they absolutely did believe in it. You know, you're supposed to cook. I even, <laughs> I even was told one time to serve my brother, and I did not do that, guys. I did not like that was gotten to trouble for it, but I always spoke up against, I never bought into these roles. I thought it ridiculous. I didn't get it. I didn't understand what the hell everybody's problem was. And I fought it and I am still this person today. A lot of the things that I decided was going to be my path and who I was is despite the, the road less travel during the times where people were not accepting of um, you stepping outside the box. Look what I do. I didn't go get the, you know, nice little office job and marry someone with the, you know, 2.5 kids. I didn't do that route. So obviously I've stuck to my guns on this. And that is why I feel like, wow, I can talk about it and people kind of know what I'm talking about now. One day you wake up and you realize the world is finally catching up in a way. Not that I'm saying I'm such a pioneer and ahead of my time. I'm just saying when you are someone who thinks a little differently from the times you grew up in, um, it takes a minute to realize things really, really have shifted and it's awesome. So all of you that think outside the box and pioneer your way through life, keep on doing it because that is really what the spiritual world is about. That is the spiritual realm. That is the universe. It is not about making everyone the same. Being one and connected to each other in a collective consciousness is not about being the same. It's about understanding each other and compassion and empathy and having a oneness of what affects one affects all. 
not us all being the same. So I hope that helped. I am still offering 50% off of all my readings with the code PEACE. I did throw up a class that I'm doing because you guys did vote on this one. You voted quite a lot that you wanted me to do a beginner communication class, which I am doing on the 12th. Um, so it's be- spirit communication for beginners. You can find that on my website, dalevine.com. I throw everything up on my Instagram. Um, please, like I said, um, write a review on this podcast. I appreciate it. It really pumps it up and gets it seen. Or even if you put a star or something, um, if you bought my book, which is Peering Into the Narrow Room, you can find that on Amazon. Please write a review because I got a lot of people in the past weeks telling me they got my book. And I'm like, hey, please write a review. I know it's kind of like a pain. So maybe it's too much of a pain. Even if you throw a star, it would be awesome. Thank you guys so much. Follow yourself. Follow no one. Listen to your inner voice and I'll see you soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the narrow room, peering into the narrow room with me, Adele Levine. Sorry, that was was a rough uh, (laughs) landing. Um, I was watching the clock on the recording and... um, wasn't thinking it was starting. So sorry about that, but we're here. And um, I wanted to kind of jump on into the subject at hand, but I have a lot to talk about you guys. I have a lot. There's a lot that's happened. There's a lot. So buckle up, strap in, you know, get your favorite drink. If you're walking, then, you know, have your water at hand. Um, my cat's deciding to sit in my lap. Awesome. She, I think she has a radar. She's like, um, you're recording a podcast. I want to sit in your lap. You're doing a reading. I want to sit in your lap. She was totally fine until I, um, started recording and she wants to be a part of the action. Yes. So I have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to go over. The subject today is going to be about masculine and feminine energy. I thought it was appropriate for so many reasons. One, I'll get there, but there's been a a eruption for the Gen Xers, my generation, on TikTok that we have to talk about. And you might have seen me post. If you follow me on TikTok, you might have seen me post it. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me post it. I figured out why my cat wants to come up here. She wants to bite, so she's going to have to go down the wire. She has an addiction to wires. Also, I thought it was appropriate because it is Pride Month, so happy Pride Month. However, I like to say happy Pride all year round, every year, every day. Um, So I thought it would be appropriate because of that. There's a lot of subjects. In the spiritual world, there's so much talk of feminine energy and the goddess energy and all that. And you know I'm not going to talk about it like that Um, and things like that. So I thought it was, um, you know, people talk about the feminine and masculine energy. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. There she goes. Um, And I thought that, excuse me, it would be good to kind of talk about these subjects. I really feel a lot of times they're very cliche. They kind of don't really follow. Mm, To me, they're very general, I guess, or, and they're one-sided, you know, there's a lot of talk of feminine energy and honoring the feminine energy and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I think both sides are just as important. 
Um, also, we have to talk about, I had a seance this week, um, an in-person seance. And it, thank you for those who came. It was really interesting. Um, yes, some some shit went down. Um, a lot of different interesting things happened. If you weren't there, don't worry. I'm doing online ones. I, I put a feeler out on Instagram if people wanted me to do an online one this month in, or in or a medium gallery, you know, I didn't get a ton of votes, so I don't think I'm going to be doing one in June. Like either way, I mean, like on either one, like the votes in total were like 12 yeses on each. And I was like 12 people uh, only are interested. So I don't know. So that's kind of like a uh, up in the air thing. I'm, I'm leaning towards maybe not this month. But if you guys have other thoughts, feel free. I did get a DM. I hope I saved it in an email for this this episode to go over. Sorry that the episode is late, but I'm sure you understand it was Memorial, Memorial Day weekend, and I was just chilling. I actually work quite a bit, and um, having the two days off in a row was kind of awesome. So I took advantage of that. I do usually have Sundays and Mondays off, but it was like off, off, you know what I mean? Like everybody's just kind of quiet. So I decided I was going to do the same. So I'm getting this out to you guys a little bit late, but all good. Um, so yeah, so let's get to the few subjects at hand. Let's, let's, let's feature on down to what I was referring to on TikTok. So there has been a young man. His name is Whitey18. Yes, I know. I really love the fact that people have just like let him have his name and don't make that a thing. He's not 18, he's 21, and he's blown up TikTok because he's singing 80s music. Well, actually, he's lip singing 80s music, and he looks like Rob Lowe. So he looks like Rob Lowe. And for all you Gen Xers out there, we all know Tiger Beat and those days were our like heartthrobs, even though we never called them heartthrobs. We just thought they were like cute boys. We're like Corey, Corey Aim. Is it Corey Aim? I always get the two Corys. Let's just say they call, they were called, um, you know, Rob Lowe, Robert Downey Jr. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> Scott Baio. Sorry, uh, because he's turned out interesting lately. And he, people even forgot about Ricky Schroeder. I think people don't want to mention Ricky Schroeder because he was kind of young. So he wasn't really in. He was more my age. And the heartthrobs people are talking about were like older. If you we were like 13 in the 80s, you know, which I was, you know, in the in the um, in your beginning teen years, then the older guys were kind of what they used to call the brat pack. So that was like Rob Lowe and, um, um, who am I forgetting? There's like quite a few. Let's just say they all had the same look with blue eyes and blonde hair, very kind of like pretty smiles. It was almost like they wanted all these guys to kind of have more of an innocent, you know, attainable look, but like beautiful. Let's put it that way. Um, so there was like a different energy in those days. You know, they really didn't want girls, speaking of, you know, energy, masculine and feminine energy, didn't really want girls to, you know, feel their 
their roots of of their womanness. Like even though we were not women, but we were just kind of having crushes and having boy crushes and and when things like that. So this was like obviously not just appealing to boys. I mean to girls. I mean, there were many boys that were appealed, but in the eighties, boys weren't able to express themselves. Thank God we're in a time where we can say it's Pride Month because it was not like that then. So they were just having this quote wholesome look. And um, the songs were kind of like that. If you notice, if you're not a Gen Xer, then you might look at the songs and you probably look at that time like very innocent. And it kind of was, but it was also riddled. I don't want to glorify the old days because it's not my style, but it's also riddled with, um, you know, racism and sexism and misogyny and bullying was okay. The 80s wasn't like some place time to glorify. There was a lot of problems with the 80s. However, the difference between the 80s and today, um, for those of you, or even those of you who are millennials, is that there was like this little bubble of a world. Like we didn't know what was going on in China. We didn't know what was even going on in, if you, in Cal, I'm in California and I'm in Los Angeles. Most of my friends, I used to go to church downtown and my friends didn't even know anything about like those areas. If you were in the valley, you were in the valley. If you were downtown, you were downtown. And the two worlds, like I used to say different terms, you know, growing up in LA, if I went downtown with my downtown friends, it was like, oh, that's tight. <laughs> and he's fine. But if I was in the valley, it's like, oh, he's a babe. And that's, that's hot, you know? So it was like that divided. I want to clear, I want to make a clear picture for people who, are not getting how different things were in those times with, you know, how much the internet has changed everything. And that today, my cat, again, the internet kind of brings people in together. And it wasn't like that then. So, you know, there was like this kind of pumping out from the media, like, let's keep the girls a certain way, but don't mistake it. They still were like Brooke Shields was doing Blue Lagoon. If you guys don't know this movie, Blue Lagoon, um, to all you younger ones, it was racy for the time. It kind of would be racy for today. Actually, it wouldn't even be done today because she was underage and she was running around on this island half naked with a boy who looked very much like this kid on, he's not a kid, he's 21, but this young man on TikTok. And um, blonde hair, blue eye, curly hair, this this guy has the same thing. Um, and that was the thing. That was kind of what was being fed to, you know, young little hormonal teenagers. And so I feel my theory is that he had someone advise him like, listen, if you put your look with 80s lip singing, he's even got like the sweatshirt down and the eye roll, the whole nine yards that the women in the Gen X era are going to go nuts over you. And did they ever? He got, I think, he went viral. I think my theory is he must've got 500,000 followers this weekend. Yeah. Because I didn't see him before. Um, but he just was on the for, um, for you page 
everywhere. Like every other person, every other video was him. And it still is right now. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because I was going to do the subject anyway. And then this came up and I'm like, perfect. I have noticed, you know, I did a post kind of basically saying, hey, my Gen X, fellow Gen X women, just carry on. And the Gen X men lost their mind. Some of them are trying to look like they're not threatened and they're cool, but most of them are completely threatened. Now let's just pause there for a moment. Thank you. How much is TikTok filled with young women dancing? Matter of fact, how much is the world filled with young women dancing? Um, pretty much everywhere. How much have women have been complaining about there's young, there's always young women, it's always about young women, and the men are just, you know, eyes popping out, going for it, and we just accept it. Oh, these young women are young and all the men love them and there's nothing, you know, whatever. That's just the way it is basically is what we were told. And if you are a man and you are dating men, let's say, and you find a young man attractive, that's even accepted by the way. That's even like, oh yeah, we get that. But for a woman who is in the generation I am to just Believe me, the posts are super innocent. The women are just like, oh my gosh, you know, you're bringing me back to the 80s. You're bringing me back to my youth. And um, they're being very like, oh, he's so cute. What a cutie. And just saying things like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? I have a son your age. You know, that's it. Not even like the stuff I have seen men do to young women that is, goes into so many places you don't, believe me, don't want to know. Um and I've seen men, older men, talk about beautiful younger men, and everyone's like, okay, you know, there is something threatened about feminine um, sexuality. There just is about women's sexuality and that energy and what does it mean and what does it do? My feeling is that women of my time we were told we could be anything and we could do anything and hear me roar and conquer the world. And then as we got older, this is my experience and many others, and we got into workforce, we basically just heard women complaining that they had to work and they wish they were married and have children. So we were kind of really pressured, believe it or not, even though we were supposed to be, we were raised by boomers. So we were pressured to get married and have children. I remember being very much pressured about that. And when you spoke up and said, no, I don't feel like I want to do that. I might want to like be fancy free and do whatever I'm doing. It was like, well, you'll change your mind because all girls do that kind of thing. So a lot of women in my generation, and I will say I um, didn't go down the traditional route, as you might notice, did that. They got married. I watched my friends get married, have children settled down in their jobs. Now, to be fair, our generation was very, very big on battling against corporations and we wanted to make changes and we wanted to fight the system. And many of us started off this way. We were called the lazy generation. We were called the microwave generation. Yeah, because we had microwaves, we were told we were spoiled. 
Can you imagine with our great newfound technology and that we wanted everything fast and now, and, um, we were called the selfish generation and all that. So there was a lot of us who were like, we're going to still go down this alternative way. And a lot of people just gave in and especially women gave into the role of mom and mom meant, you know, you cut your hair, you lose your sexuality and you lose your femininity, femininity, and you become this person that is acceptable in society. And, you know, you take care of your husband. I'm not kidding because it really did surprise me how many women on this app were apologizing for something they were actually saying and doing very innocently, just innocently, like, oh, he's cute. And, oh, my God, it brings me back. Nothing like I've seen, nothing like I've experienced as a young 21-year-old myself from men. So I feel that what it means to me is that it's not just about gender um, bias and things like this and how the roles are. It, it really is about being threatened by an energy, which is a woman's, you know, desires and that women had to kind of, you know, mute themselves in order to be taken seriously and to listen to. And how does it tie into feminine and masculine energy? And here's how. We all carry fast um, both energies. They're, to me, they're just energies. And because I thought this was appropriate for this month, um, I wanted to explain something I've learned from the other side. And one of the things I've learned is that there is no gender in that realm. When you die and you go to this realm, you will find gender isn't a thing. Energy is a thing, but gender isn't a thing. So if you want to um, change yourself to look like a male figure because all you are is energy, you can. If you want to change yourself to look like a female, you can. I... When I do readings and I do intuitive readings, I when I get to like people's love interests, I usually say, "What energy is this person? Feminine or are they? Do they kind of lean on?" And here's why I say this: because we have both in us, and sometimes we lean hard on one or the other. Sometimes some of us are like really starting off the day in a feminine energy and maybe ending the day in a masculine energy. Our energy can switch even through the day. So it's not even just where, how we are as people, but where we are even throughout our day, our energy shifts. And we're so busy trying to make these boxes, you know, women are supposed to act like this and boys are supposed to act like that. And, um, these are the appropriate ways and this and that and this and that. And in actuality, we're all very fluid. I mean, we are running both energies through us. There Are there times that we lean on one or the other? True, yes. And is there more of those energies in us? Like, for instance, I have a lot of feminine energy, but I have a lot of masculine energy and people can kind of feel that. What does that mean? Like, what does masculine energy and feminine energy mean? I don't feel that 
it's wrong to say that feminine energy can be kind of the nurturing side of you and your masculine energy can be a little bit more of the warrior, protector. And I would dare say even confident in what I mean by that is that's what we're taught. I would say there's some masculine energy and feminine energy that is natural and a lot of it is taught, which is why it's confusing. Because we're taught to be confident is usually the way a man carries himself. And if you are confident as a woman, it is kind of bitchy and wrong and you're not being humble and blah, 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 and this and that. So there's some of these energies we're taught and some of these energies that are organic. And I feel that's why it's confusing. I feel like when women are young and they're free and they're in their feminine energy, if they're feeling strong and they're feeling very flirty and confident in their, in themselves and their own sexuality and everything, then they're like, cool, this is awesome. And then something tells women that, you know, once you get married and you become a mother and all this stuff, then you need to step more into this almost zero energy. <laughs> almost like neutral. You are neither masculine or feminine. You are just neutral. You are a being that wants for nothing, needs for nothing, and you are just existing for everyone else. Is that kind of the masculine energy? I don't think so because the masculine energy, again, would be confident and say, I'm confident in who I am and I'm going to be that. So there's something happens where both energies are kind of sucked away from women and they're kind of left with this almost like invisible energy. And we're taught that, that is taught because if we were taught to stay okay in your feminine energy or masculine energy or both at the same time or whatever you're vibing, then we wouldn't have any problem with being seen you see what I mean? Because energy isn't invisible. Energy is felt. Energy is seen. Now take, take this young man, for instance. The reason why people are drawn to him, there's a lot of um, other types of young men on that app. I've, you know, of course they're popping up more now because they're trying to compete. How can they get like 600,000 followers in a weekend? Um, but it's their energy. There's something about his energy that people are feeling. They're feeling kind of this non-threatening, not aggressive, just kind of, which is what the, this was exactly what was put out in the eighties, not aggressive energy to kind of, you know, keep it neutral almost and allowing these, you know, the teenage girls to feel at the time for us to feel like, oh, I have a crush on him and da, 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 da. so it doesn't feel um, too invasive. That's an energy. So when you see, when I see other people trying to do it, it's like, no, your energy feels very like forced and it's, and it doesn't feel neutral. And what I mean by neutral is like, it doesn't feel it feels like you're hunting <laughs> this person to the, I, this is my sense, it feels more like, well, they're not, he's not hunting. He's just kind of being himself and smiling and kind of, of course, has the right facial expressions and moves that he's probably watched some 80 videos. And it's just feeling like allowing someone to come, you know, close to someone else. 
Now, that is kind of a feminine energy, by the way. Like, it's kind of like capturing, you know, teenage boys when they're not really familiar, at least in the 80s, with, um, you know, how to how to approach girls, if they like girls, and, you know, how to understand who they are. Like, you know, they're not taught quite yet. Like, hey, men are supposed to be confident and they're supposed to act like this and walk like this and never see it, let them see you sweat or cry or whatever. They're still kind of a little bit on that innocent side of like, hey, I just like you. Do you like me kind of vibe? And that is to me taught as a feminine energy, which is why girls are taught to stay that way. Do you get my drift? Let me take a sip. Let you guys think about that. Women are taught, girls are taught when they're young to stay that way. You know, walking up to someone you like, be it girl, boy, both, whatever, and state your claim of what you want and how you like it. You know, not ladylike. That's what we were taught. Not really the way a girl should handle herself. So that is kind of stepping out of bounds of the feminine energy, according to what is taught to us. But if you think about it, feminine energy, women, what happens to women when they become mothers and wives and and have their careers? They're kind of running the show, right? They're like the captains of the ship. So isn't that what people think masculine energy is? Hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of strange to me that when it comes to women's sexuality, they're supposed to be quiet and demure and just let the person, you know, tell them if they like them and not show what they're interested in and not who they're interested in and what they're interested in. So the problem that's happened to the whole idea of putting gender with energy to me is the problem. That's it. I thought it was going to go on a longer, you know, buildup, but <laughs> that is it. Because what I've learned from the other realm is that energy is the way people express themselves and show themselves, not gender, not gender. So when you think about people who decide to transition and things, you know, when they realize that this about themselves and what energy they're more comfortable in and what they feel they identify of, it's very evolved to me because the other realm is already doing that, but there's no barrier of the physical body. What I mean by that is the physical body here is like, this is a body you were quote assigned and this is who you are and this is how you are supposed to dress and this is how you're supposed to act. Now, I'm not saying there aren't chemicals running through these bodies. There are chemicals, chemistry, sorry, <laughs> not chemicals. I hope not. Chemistry running through your body and that it does I believe in medical science and I believe in chemistry and I believe that certain chemistries, you know, certain, you know, hormones and estrogen and all this kind of stuff are running through you 
um, and testosterone and all that is running through our bodies that create certain things. Of course, of course, of course. But I also believe some of these other things are very much taught, you know, we're, we're assigned a way of being in these physical bodies. And when someone is saying, you know, Hey, I don't really feel that I feel like this. Um, this is the energy I feel comfortable in. It is very much to me like that, uh, to like the other realm, because the other realm doesn't limit themselves to an assignment because the other realm's energy is fluid because we are what are existing in just energy, you know, shifting into a, um, image of a, of a man. If you were, um, you know, you came to this world and you're a woman and you pass, um, it's not a big deal because it's just a visual, the energy is still the same. So I feel that we're kind of trying to work those things out now. And there's a lot of people pioneering and I know it makes people uncomfortable in the sense that people don't know, you know, a lot of people are a little thrown because they want those labels and they want those boxes. However, if you look at it, it is also freeing us. Even if you, if you are not someone who is transitioning, just us walking around, giving us the the opportunity to decide which energy we want to be in. Now, the younger generation, you guys understand this. You know, millennials, Z. Thank you for stepping into the narrow room. You can find me on Instagram at Adela Levine and on YouTube at Adela Levine, where I post weekly videos to help you with tools on all types of things in spirituality. And you can also find me on Amazon, my book, Peering into the narrow room and remember follow yourself follow no one listen to the inner voice and i'll see you soon